This is November 30th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. I hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. Hopefully a very happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully it's some good food, have some good times with family and friends. Just a good time all around. Just good times all around. Anyways, this week I had on Marina Mar again. Marina was on two straight weeks. That's incredible. Pretty incredible. She's She even said she might replace Connor. I mean, she's. Uh, but anyways, uh, we discussed Brad Marchand at length, uh, just, you know, how good he is, but also how he can't carry you forever. And we get into that pretty deep. We also discussed, uh, what this team could potentially do in adding players, but do they really have the pieces to do so? And guess what? Little bit of breaking news dropped midway through the podcast. So we discussed that if you've been, if you were following the news on Monday, late Monday, You probably know the news that we'll be reacting to, but for those who don't, I'll save it as a little bit of a surprise midway through the episode. Remember, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, as well as our friends over at Insta Dispensaries, dispensaries all over Massachusetts. Make sure to go visit them now. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Marina Mar. And we're here with Marina Mar again. Marina, what is up? Feels good to be back. What is this consecutive episode? This is too straight for you. This is like this. I mean, if this isn't going on Moved the top over, of your resume, Connor. yeah, Feel Connor's getting Connor. the boot. Connor's <laughs> getting pushed to the side. Marina's sliding right in. I mean, if this doesn't go on your resume, you know, at the top, near the top, at least, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this, I'm just handing you this. I mean, come on now. Um, Feels good, but. It, but anyways, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was very low-key. It was nice to be with family. Nice little break. Uh, the game against the Rangers kind of threw that all out the window. But uh, no complaints here. How was yours? It was good. It was very, as you said, it was low-key. It was just family time. It was nice. It's You know, it's funny. Uh, the NBA plays on Christmas. The NFL plays on Thanksgiving. It's nice to have the NHL not be on one of those major holidays. Just because it's nice to kind of maybe get the day off, you know, and not do anything right. on it. Lounge yeah, around. I, I, I don't mind. Game the day after, and you're kind of you know a little bloated. You ate a lot the day before, so <laughs> it was good. Yeah, no, and and obviously the game I was not exactly uh, to the Bruins' liking, but I want to focus first on that the the, the latest game Sunday night Bruins win three two over the Canucks. Uh, by the way, I think the Bruins should stop playing Western Canadian teams on Sunday nights. I think this needs to just end. Cause they keep having these bad performances, even though they won uh, on Sunday night against the lowly Canucks who are, I don't know if you read that article in the athletic um, by uh, Thomas Drance about how dysfunctional that organization has become. It is incredible how far they have fallen so quickly. Cause it was only that it was just a few years ago. They were in the, um, in the playoff bubble and everyone was saying, Oh, Quinn Hughes, you know, he's going to carry them. To, and it's not even Quinn Hughes's fault. Like that team has bigger problems, but incredible to see how far they've fallen and we'll get to the state of them because that might have an impact on the Bruins at least trade deadline wise later in the show but the star of Sunday night was one Brad Marchand I mean no surprise there he was incredible and I've 
talked at length on Bruins Beat. I know you've said it many times. I mean, we both obviously think the world of Marshand. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a potentially a top five player in the NHL, which is crazy to think. I mean, you remember when he first came into the league. I mean, did you ever think he would be this good? It's crazy. I think so because you saw the raw talent, right? Like I tweeted out um during the game that gif of the energy line when he was with Gregory Campbell. <laughs> yes, and I saw that. That was such a good throwback. And it was just like it's it's truly incredible to see where he was, you know, all those years ago to where he is now. I mean, he's literally carrying this team. And and it's incredible because, you know, as he gets older, he just seems to get getting better. And it's usually backwards, right? Like as these guys older, maybe they drop off. Um, but it's, it's incredible. And like, and they needed that, right? Like it did not look good, you know, going into the third. And you talk about like the lowly Canucks and like that, that was pretty, that if they lost that game, that would have been a tough pill to swallow for them. So, uh, it was a good comeback led by Brad Marchand, just some unbelievable plays. You saw in the second period, he was just hitting everyone and anyone. That's why I tweeted that gif out because it's like he is the energy. He's trying to create whatever, just trying to get this team going. So it's it's been incredible to watch. And I've kind of talked about this on my on my podcast when David Krejci left and when Dedano Char left. You kind of appreciate guys more when they leave. And so I hope Bruins fans can appreciate what Brad Marchand has done these last few years um, because it is something special. Yeah, and again, I, this is I've gone back to this so many times at the off season. A lot of people have said, "Oh, the cup window is closed. This team isn't worth, uh, you know, potentially, uh, you know, spending for and trying to keep going for the Stanley Cup." And I keep going back to one guy, and it's Marshan. Guys like Marshan don't pop up every year. They don't pop up every generation. Even I mean, this is a guy who can literally do everything. He's an incredible penalty killer. He's you know, the heartbeat of your power play. He's, uh, you know, your MVP. He's been that way for a while now, uh, not just this season, but past seasons. He scores a bunch of goals. He sets guys up so well. I mean, Patrice Bergeron would not have the numbers he has without Marchand. Like, I think that's a very, uh, I think they would admit that. Like, he, they are, they work together so great. Um, but it, I, Sunday night left me with a different takeaway. And the takeaway was as great as Marchand is and as much as he carried the Bruins through that. I mean, he carried them in that third period. And even in the second with the big hits, you know, trying to jumpstart the team, he can't carry you all the time. And it feels like he's carrying them a lot to start the season because the scoring behind him has not been there, right? I mean, Pasternak's been a little bit off and on with his scoring. Uh, Bergeron's been fine. Uh, but the, you know, the second line's had some production issues. Taylor Hall, third line and fourth line, obviously, uh, especially the third line. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But he can't carry you all the time. And it just keeps going, me going back to this is like, you need those depth guys to start stepping up. Would you agree that you, know, you can't really have Martian carrying you all the time? Right. And that's, it's been that problem for a few years now where if that top line is stopped, they really haven't had anything. They haven't had that secondary scoring and they scratch Eric Halla, who was supposed to be that depth. Centerman, Jake DeBrusque, he had a few couple of good games early, but he was a scratch. So it's the same conversation we have over and over and over again. Like, where's the secondary scoring? We talked about the defense last episode. So, yeah, it's frustrating in that sense. But I think it is actually worth it to invest in this team because I think this is the last true year 
that you're going to have a real kick at the can. And I know they're kind of outside the playoff picture right now, but I think the games played in the next couple of weeks will make up for that. So it's interesting. So it's like, yes, Marshan can't do it all. That should give you more of a reason if you're Don Sweeney to go fucking help this team because they're, he's not getting any younger. Patrice Bergeron doesn't know what he's doing at the end of the year. Or he might, but he's not telling anybody. So I, it's, it's like it, it's almost more frustrating that Don Sweeney hasn't addressed this team properly, like no matter what it takes. Like even if they did, if they, even if they don't or they didn't win a Stanley Cup, I would at least be satisfied that Sweeney tried, right? It seems like he hasn't really tried. I know he brought Hall in last year, and that was a big boost. But then David Krejci left. So it's like maybe if you got Krejci some help, you know, years back, we wouldn't have we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, Taylor Hall could not have come, not at a worse time, but would have been nice to see him come a little sooner. I mean, I think that was sort of the plan with Rick Nash uh, back in the day. I think Rick Nash was sort of supposed to be that guy, and he was during the regular season, but then obviously had the concussion issue. So I always looked at Nash – as the, the, they tried with him, you know, that was like the guy who was supposed to be next to him. Um, I think they imagined maybe Bacchus, obviously with DeBrusque, they definitely did. I mean, they just kept missing. And some, I mean, I don't pin Nash on Sweeney. I, that was concussions. Um, Hall again worked out. Like I think they, they tried, uh, at certain times, but it just was too little, too late, or it wasn't enough. Um, so I, I, I just, the, the whole crazy thing, I mean, it is so obvious. And I think you mentioned this last episode, and I, I know we both agree on this. They miss him so much. They miss it's David crazy. It's, like it's, crazy. I miss David Krejci. Yeah. Everybody think, misses um, David Krejci. Everybody misses David Krejci. <laughs> and I just, I look at this, you know, the power play and how much he's missed there. I look at even the second unit. When he was on the second unit, he helped out a ton there. I mean, I look at Taylor Hall. And again, this is nothing against Charlie Coyle. Like, and we've said this, like, Coyle's been fine. I don't have any issue with Coyle. He had a sick goal against the Sabres uh, the night before Thanksgiving. That was nuts. <laughs> that was a snipe. Um, but I, I just, I, I, you, you miss Krejci and, and I just look at a guy like Marshan and you, he, as you said, like, this is the same stuff we're talking about every year, right? Oh, the top line scoring a bunch of goals. Oh, the fourth line shutting down the opposing team top line. Oh, wait, there's no secondary scoring. It's the same stuff. And before we get into, uh, potentially some additions they could make because we're a quarter into the season now. We are a quarter into the season. It is officially time to start maybe speculating about some trades and some safe bets on maybe a trade or two that the Bruins might make. Our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop mobile or website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Again, promo code CLNS50, BetOnline, where the game starts. How about the Patriots? How about the Patriots? What a team. I, oh, they're, you know, they, they're getting, obviously they're getting all the, the press as they should. But geez, Mac Jones, man. My goodness. That guy can absolutely. It was a, it was a Boston sweep on, on Sunday night, wasn't it? Celtics, Bruins, Patriots? Yes. And the Revs did not play. I always got to mention the Revs because now the Revs are like legit. So I, I give my respect. They did not play though, I don't think. Um, cause Matt Turner was, I think at the Patriots game. So, but yeah, it was a sweep. 
This is sweet. Need more of those around here. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yes. Anyways, the Canucks, as I mentioned, have a lot of pieces who could potentially be on the move. That's a team that could just be selling everything and everybody that they can potentially get things for at the deadline. Uh, and there's some pieces there, right? Brock Besser could potentially maybe be on the move. There's some other names over there. Uh, Ty, uh, is it Tyler Mott? Uh, he's a, uh, bottom six guy. I don't think the Bruins really need him because they got enough bottom six guys to sink a ship. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I do think that the Canucks have some pieces and it got me thinking, you know, who could the, who could the Bruins maybe take from the Canucks, right? Who could be some guys that the Bruins might, could get, right? You know, maybe a top six forward or whatnot. Connor Garland, by the way, love Connor Garland, wanted him when he was with Arizona, but now he signed a new deal with them. So I don't know if that's really going to pan out, but maybe go back to one thing, Marina. And that is, does this team have what it takes to trade for legitimate pieces, right? And I think too often we look at guys like, oh, just flip DeBrusque. What is DeBrusque getting you right now? What is uh, Eric Halla getting you? What is Jack Stadnika getting you? And I just keep going back to this point of, Marina, do they have anything that they can trade that has any value? I mean, it's it's slim pickings, right? It's got to be picks because they don't really have, you know, a lot going on in the talent pool. That's not to say, like, the Providence Bruins are bad. Um, it's just the Bruins are pretty far behind in that area. Oh, breaking news. Bar- Brad Marchand just has been suspended for three games for slew footing Vancouver Oliver at the Marson. Three games. That's wow. that's that's because his name is Brad Marchand. That's a hundred percent because his name is Brad Marchand. Has yeah. PK Subban been suspended? To... Was no. PK Subban suspended? No. Okay. No, he's there you go. fine. Yep. And and the Marchand hit was more of like he didn't go in with the slufa. You know what I mean? Like he like it kind of came up at the end. That was my issue with it. Like if you're not gonna suspend PK Subban for what he's done, like how is this anything? So I don't. Three maybe games. I have a conspiracy theory that maybe it has something to do with the Panarin stuff. Um, Panarin didn't like what Marshan said, so maybe you know this is that kind of way of justifying it. Uh, but it's that's like when someone gets it's like theory. it's like when someone is to get fired from work, but instead they say like, "Oh, he took a leave absence. He's on vacation. <laughs> They'll be back soon." That Three games. Three games. That's ridiculous. I I I think that is way too much. I thought this would be a fine. But for most, and, and for he hasn't been suspended be in a while, right? Like he, it's he's he's had some, maybe two, three years since he's last been. What's What's wild is I think this is going to start the whole Marshan's dirty thing again, right? This is going to continue to hurt his MVP candidacy. This is going to continue to hurt his his things, and I hate that. Like I just because I, I, I hate seeing people on Twitter and and people in general say, "Oh, he's dirty," and the Vancouver broadcast was ripping him. Uh, on on Sunday but, night, but so. does that surprise you? Like, no, not at no. all. They I haven't. Feel like I, I I don't I don't really understand. Like, it's not a national broadcast. I don't care what you say. Like, Jack Edwards is a home. Like, I want my team to be a homer. I want them to hate the guys I hate. So that it doesn't surprise me whatsoever that they were harping on it. Yeah, the other thing is, and that's an interesting point you made about like your own broadcasters. I've always uh, I, I don't understand people who are like, oh, Jack's too much of a homer. It's like. If you're a Bruins fan, why would you want to watch like anybody else call the game? Unless it's a national right. broadcast, right? Unless it's national and it's like down the middle. But if you're watching like your local network, why would you want to watch someone who doesn't like your team or doesn't care exactly. about your team or at least fake it? Like I, I don't understand it, but yeah, the Martian three games is baloney. I think that is way too much. Um, and as you said, that is literally because his name is Brad Marchand. <laughs> like that yeah. is, that is the only reason why 
he's getting three games. Very interested to see how they do over these next three games without Brad Marchand. And I do wonder who steps up in his place. I wonder who steps up to that third. It, is, it is, is it Taylor Hall? It may, like, obviously Jake DeBrest is getting back in the lineup. Uh, where you pit, put him, I could see them like trying Felino there just because like maybe try and get him going offensively. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, it's such a, it's because his name is Brad Marchand. I think PK Subban did this three times and didn't get suspended. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, no, I, I mean, Maybe, maybe try Anton Bleed. Guy's been absolutely, did you see that goal on Sunday night? But I think Friggin he's sniper. out. I think he's out for a game or two. Yeah. I think he, he well, I was, a shoulder from that. He, he, he isn't, he isn't stuff in the top six, but yes, no, I, I, he, he might, he might be out for, for Tuesday night's game. So they will play the Red Wings, the Predators and the Lightning without Brad Martian. That's not great because the Red Wings is a game you should win. Predators is same ish. You're equal ish. And then the lightning you want to beat, you need Martian for that. Right. So if you come great. out of that, if you come out of that with two out of three wins, like I'll be happy. You know, like Detroit, oh, yeah. absolutely beatable. Um, Nashville is a toss up, but I think you know Craig Smith's first time playing against them, that'll be fun. And then the lightning, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Now the narrative has changed. <laughs> Brad Marchand can no longer be the MVP because he's out for three games. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. The whole, and I, I think he is legit, if, especially if the Bruins make the playoffs this year and Martian continues to play the way he is, MVP candidate for sure. Absolutely should be. But again, the national, a lot of national guys won't, uh, put that on their ballots and stuff like that. But anyways, back to what we were talking about before news broke. Connor and I always used to joke that we always wanted news to break during the podcast. <laughs> and now news has finally broken during it that is like Bruins centric. So I'm kind of happy that it broke while we were <laughs> recorded. Um, but, it, but what were you were saying about the Providence Bruins that that as good as they are, there's just not a lot to trade. I think is what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, there it's just it's a depleted pool uh, that the Bruins have, so it's going to have to be picks, and you know they're up against the cap. And then you bring Tukarask into the fold, maybe then you know you're going to have to move somebody out that way. So I don't know. Jake DeBrusque always seems to be you know the scapegoat. Um, he's had a tough you know few games, so maybe. I don't know, you flip him with picks or whatnot. I still think Jake DeBrusk has a lot more to give, a lot more to show us. Um, so, yeah, it's re- it's really interesting because they don't have much. And when you don't have much, it's hard to make some deals. And it's funny, like, Jack Sidnik is one who, you know, that was a guy who was touted and uh, someone that who they had high expectations for. At least you think you get a lot in a trade. But they keep burying him in Providence. And it's like, I feel like you'd want to try to raise his value a bit uh, for, for potential trades, right? Like Tomas Hurdle's the name that everyone kind of goes back to. I look at that and I go, you have nothing. You have to make these first round picks. Like you can't keep dealing off your firsts and you don't have anything that could be traded. Like you don't want to trade Fabian Lysel, obviously. Like there are certain guys you'd rather kind of keep. Um, and I just, I, I look at what they have and it's like, I don't know how you can go all in if you have nothing to trade. Because you're not trading anybody off the current roster because they're either too valuable or they don't have any value. Like, if you know, it'd be one thing if Jake DeBrusque was doing well, like ish. You know, like I don't know how, how many games he played, fourteen, fifteen. If he had like nine, eight or nine points, you could be like, all right, that's that's legitimate, right? That's that's good. But he has like six, and he got scratched last game. So I don't know. I just to me, I look at that and uh, I just there's nothing there. There's nothing to deal. And do you see, like, do you, what do you think they're going to do at the deadline? I know it's early, but what do you think they're going to do? I don't know. It's so tough. I always harp on the defense. Like, I really do think they need a top four D. 
more than anything in the world. Um, so it, it's so tough, and especially because they are outside the playoff picture, you know, come come the trade deadline, who knows how far they are out, who knows how, you know, if they are in, 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 in the picture. So I don't, it's so hard to, like, even try and come up with something because it's such a such a weird scenario. Like I said, like if if they bring Tuka Rask into the fold, someone is going to be dealt because I don't know how they make that happen. So I think you will see maybe some moves sooner than later if they do in fact bring him in. So I don't. I, I go top four D because I think if you have a solid decor and you have you know better goaltending than what they have, that top line gives you a chance every night to win. So it's hard. Yeah. I just, again, I, I, I think the top four, you need a top four D you probably need a depth, right shot defenseman as well. Um, I don't know. Again, you don't have much to deal. So I don't know if you can really go out and also get a forward. Like last season, I thought Sweeney had maybe his best deadline ever, right? He goes out and gets Mike Riley, who's a fringe top four defenseman, but helped a ton for like a third round pick. And then he went out and got Taylor Hall for a second and Anders Bjork. And I was like, okay, that's, that's all Hall for like nothing. So. I don't know how you do that this year, but maybe you try to find a way to do that. Like Sweeney is pretty good at deadlines. I mean, Charlie Coyle was a good deadline pickup for just Ryan Donato. And there's ways you can try to finagle a good deal for yourself. But from my perspective in late November, I don't know how you do that. Because again, I don't think you have the assets to to really push for a bigger fish that this team needs. Like I think, again, I they, they should be competing. But I don't know if you have the assets to go out and compete. Now, this is it's a topic that gets people kind of freaked out, right? They got to chill a little bit. So why don't you go visit our friends over at Insta? We're going to talk about cannabis for a second. Specifically, Massachusetts Premier Cannabis Dispensaries, and that's Insa, I-N-S-A. They're the premier because the founders, Pat and Pete, re-engineered the cannabis model from what they sell to how they sell it while never forgetting it's for everyone. Insta dispensaries are inviting and modern, so come in even if it's just to learn more. Staff are authorities on the science who answer every question from differences between flowers and concentrates to offerings for insomnia and anxiety, or just want to hang out with friends. Marina just want to hang out with some friends. Come on. Insa has a world-class head chef too, and only hires the most respected growers who perfected their craft when it wasn't so legit. One last thing. The Insa founders aren't a bunch of bros from Silicon Valley, but lifelong pals from Springfield, Mass. Marina, you're the pride of Springfield. Hell yeah, so, Springfield, right? It's where I met my husband. Exactly. Springfield, magic happens in Springfield. That's why you gotta go to Insa. <laughs> so, there's another local team to root for. Insa. In Salem, East Hampton, Boston, delivery in two Springfield locations, including just off I-91 besides the MGM Casino. Mention that we said to stop by for a sweet t-shirt for a penny. Or go to Insa.com or call 877-500-INSA. Again, Insa.com. Or 877-500-INSIGHT. And if you go in, which I highly recommend, it's a good time, make sure to mention us. You get a t-shirt for a penny. And Marina, the t-shirts are sick. Good t-shirts. I do enjoy a good t-shirt. And they are certainly good t-shirts. Okay. So, we have discussed Marshan. Can't carry them forever. Uh, we've discussed the deadline. Now, the depth scoring has been a legitimate issue, right? Nick Foligno's been, been solid aside from just scoring. He's been good, right? Good on the net front of the power play. He's done his job. But two guys who have not been there particularly of late is Eric Halla and Jake DeBrusque. And it's funny, I was going back and rewatching some of the points of the Rangers game uh, on Black Friday. And the two goals that Eric Halla was out for, against. And it was just like, dude. 
What yeah. kind of defense is that? Like, I haven't seen a Bruin do that in a long time. And I don't know. Again, I mean, Halla is a guy that you're counting on to potentially put up some points. Not crazy points, obviously, but enough to, you know, make that third line usable. And Jake DeBrusque, again, has been kind of invisible. What's got to change with those guys? It's so hard because you saw how well Trek Frederick played down the middle there with him. And it's like, wow, like that's, that's how you should be playing. Like, and so it's so tough to say because DeBrus did have a, a solid few games. Like we were talking about how good of a preseason he had and he just can't seem to put it together for long stretches. Like we know he's a shrewdy player. Like we know that, but still, um, it's so hard to say like what's going wrong with them because they look so good in preseason, but maybe it's just teams figuring them out a bit. Um, I don't, I truly do not know where you go from here. I think you just keep trying different guys. I liked how Bruce Cassidy kind of mixed up the lines the other day. Um, it's, yeah, it's tough. Like if, if Bruce Cassidy knew the answer to that, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this discussion, right? Like if he knew what to do, we wouldn't be continuing to have this discussion over and over again. So I think it's just something that they're going to have to tamper with as they go here and, it sucks because Halla did have some really good games early on, just like DeBras. So hopefully it's just something that, you know what, he's watching. Maybe he sees some stuff that he didn't before, and then he comes back into the lineup and, and will look good. So it remains to be seen, but, yeah, it's, it's not good. Not good. But I think, again, with Halla and DeBrusque, I mean, I think sitting them sometimes is good, but for a guy like Halla especially, because DeBrusque, we've seen this, right? He's been streaky his whole career. He's had been on and off. Last season, obviously, was a lot of off. For someone like Hala, I feel like you just got to let him play, play his way through it, right? Like, I, I, I think in some ways, for a guy like Hala, who's a veteran of the NHL, he's in a new place. Just kind of, like, let him play out of it. You know, I know he yeah. was terrible in the game against New York on Friday. So, like, I totally understand, like, dude, just play defense. If, if like, easiest thing in the world is when you're not scoring goals, just make sure you're good defensively. Cassie put it as, you know, pulling pucks out of your own net. So at least be good defensively. But I think for a guy like Hala, try to play through it. You know, try to play the guy through it because you, you've signed him to a good amount of money. This is not just someone you picked up off the street. This is not just a prospect even. Like, you, you need to get something out of him. And I think that maybe letting him play through it, which is something Cassie's not always been great at, leaving guys in the lineup and letting them play through it. I think you got to do it a little bit. So uh, for me, again, I think with Hala, it's letting him play through. And DeBrusque, I don't know. Like, I... Uh, maybe it's just a rough stretch, but this is just the streakiness has gone on for too long and he's up for a new contract after this season. I doubt he returns unless he goes on a crazy streak to end the year. I doubt he returns, which is wild because I remember when he first signed that bridge deal, his whole mindset was like, I'm going to prove myself with this because it was a two year deal. If I remember correctly, um, and it was like, you know, I'm going to prove it. And that was the whole vibe I got from it. And he was going to prove himself with that deal to get a better one after, which is what a lot of guys use those deals for. And man, like, I don't know how, it, again, I think it's going to, it's going to have to come from another team money wise, at least. Um, because the, the performance just isn't there. Like, I don't, do you see Jake DeBrus potentially returning after this season? It's tough to say, like you say, he, he, I think he'd have to get hot for them to justify, you know, the contracts and what he'd want to get paid. Um, but I hope so because I do think he has that untapped potential. I think the second you deal him, 
he's going to shove it in your face and he's going to be that 30 goal scorer that they wanted him to be. Like, I just know that isn't inevitable. So that, so I'm just like, all right, you know, keep sticking with it. Keep going. Um, he had such a good preseason and I'm like, come on. Like, I wish that's what we've seen from him lately, but we haven't. And so hopefully it takes, you know, I'm sure, especially with Martian, um, out of the lineup with being suspended that we'll see him back. So, you know, hopefully he just has like a B under his bonnet and puts together a few good games, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they dealt him. I think he's a guy who, if he had a change of scenery would crush them. They would make, he would make them pay. So I don't know. It's interesting. I think this team always has a scapegoat and for whatever reason, the brusque has been that guy, the underperformer and whatever, but Man, I hope he puts it together because I the second they deal him, I know he's gonna put up thirty and it's gonna tell Boston to suck it. So I'm that hoping to whole, up. That was my theory last year was that they were gonna deal him and he was gonna put up a billion goals and he was gonna be the guy that they drafted. And I just I don't know. I think that if you're dealing him, it I think it needs to be in a package for someone better, right? It needs to be like DeBrusque, a prospect in a second for someone. Uh, if it's just, if you're just trading DeBrusque straight up, you're getting probably a struggling forward in return. Like you're probably just going to do a young struggling forward swap, which is exactly. something the Bruins never seem to come out on the other side of. Well, like that seems like one of those things that they would definitely, you know, have a guy who's like a fringe third liner and then DeBrusque could go off somewhere. So to me, you trade DeBrusque with other things for something exactly. better. I think that's the the key there. Um, it's the only like way Mark- you'll justify you it's the only way you'll justify, you know, giving him up. Yes. Absolutely. Cuz it's like, okay, well, you know, if if you're Don Sweeney, you can say, "Well, we have a, you know, a struggling former first rounder, but he's got a lot of potential. Here's a second and a prospect for um someone better." I need to go through the names of trade deadline people before I start speculating because people are going to think that I know something. Uh, <laughs> if I say, oh, Besser, they're like, oh, oh, Evan's saying the Bruins are getting Besser. Um, but I do think they need a uh, – because I, I, I remember last year it was like, okay, do like DeBrusque a second and a prospect for like Matias Ekholm. Like that would have made sense. But then right. Ekholm decided, I want to stay in Nashville. So that didn't happen. But – Need to find a way to potentially get a top four guy um, on that back end. But Marina, before you go, what can the people look forward to uh, with the Bruins work that you do? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Marina Kidmar, and then you can read all my blogs um, on BarcelSports.com. I'll have something juicy about Brad Marchand, um, hopefully up here soon. <laughs> I just I can't believe it was three games. Like it's it's like if you hear slew footing Brad Marchand three games, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But then seeing the play. Martian hasn't been suspended in a while. P.K. Subban has done this multiple times and it has injured people doing it and has only been fined. It's like the, like the player safety department has been a joke and like, I feel like they just pull, pull shit out of a hat sometimes. Yeah. No, I think they kind of go, they go a lot off reputation. Um, yeah. Have they come down on Brendan Lemieux, Lemieux yet? I don't think so. No. Yeah. No, they haven't. So I was going to say if, if, if Martian gets three games for this, Lem, you better get like 20 for what he did. Cause right. geez, yeah, like yeah. If, if this is the standard you're going to set. So I, I don't get it. Three games for that slew foot. I mean, Martian was going to Ekman Larson all game long. Those two were going at it like crazy. Um, I tweeted, I was like, man, it's wild to see Martian go at a, a Swedish Canucks player. I feel like I've never seen this before. <laughs> I mean, geez. But anyways, uh, the people should go do all of what you said. Follow Marina on Twitter. Go read her stuff on Barstool. Anyways, that has been the Bruins Beat. 
on CLS Media. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Brewers, we listeners have a great rest of your week. Thank you.